Pops and you're listening to the interview under fire. All right, everyone, welcome back to a brand new edition of Interview Under Fire. This is once again your host, Sonny, this time along with Nicholas Exposito. Quite the honor. Thank you so much for joining our IUF series today. Now, Nicholas, this is an exciting time of the year for you and the rest of the guys over at Landmarks with the release of your third studio album, Lost in the Waves, which recently dropped March 19th. I can't believe it's already been a month on A Rising Empire. And first things first, I want to... A month. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I just want to say uh, congratulations on all of the well-deserved recognition it's been getting so far, like we talked about before the interview started. Uh, There's just so much to discover about this unique headbanger of an album. But before we get to all that and beyond, Nicholas, I'm going to ask a very important question that I've been asking all my guests. Uh, It's a simple question, but an important one. How are you, man? How's life in France right now? How have you guys been doing this entire year? (laughs) I mean, I'm good. I'm good, like with the, all of this situation, lockdown, and I mean, we need to to keep like the the good spirit, you know. Like yeah, being a musician in those times, I think it's difficult for everyone. Yeah. But um, yeah, we we put out an album. We are really happy. Like the so yeah, we are we are like practicing every week and trying to to be like, oh, can we imagine the. Oh, how is going to be like the next show? So, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. So uh, what about, you know, your routines these days? I know, you know, have you been keeping up your guitar chops? Like, has anything changed? Like, uh, like as far as like your daily routine at all, like anything different lately? I mean, like I'm here, like in my house, I have like a, a, a little studio room. So uh, every day I'm, I'm here. I'm practicing at the guitar. Uh, I'm also like uh, producing bands. So sometimes I have a project that I'm mixing in front of my computer and, and making music and or producing music or trying to compose new, new stuff. So it's like musicians life every day. Yeah. Being happy. <laughs> yeah. So I was going to ask, like, I'm assuming you live in a place where you can just uh, turn it up as loud as you want and just uh, play, right? I'm sure without the neighbors yeah, complaining. <laughs> like, not so really loud because I still have like neighbors uh, yeah. here, but it's okay. I can, I can do whatever I want. And that's really great for people like us who needs to practice every day and, you know, like uh, changing the strings of the guitar and doing your shit and stuff. So yeah great. yeah yeah and you know um we were talking about briefly you know life as of late many of us have also been away from the stage a lot you know fans and musicians alike but you know with with landmarks you guys have been around since 2014 but i, I wanted to ask you know how was the you know the touring life and the live music experience for you personally you know because you guys have done some extensive touring throughout your career and uh, whether yeah. it's with, whether it's with you know landmarks or even your other band Bliss I I'm, I'm I'm gonna point that out too, uh, and yeah and and you guys have embarked on a few headlining tours as well, including the likes of Japan. You shared the stages with While She Sleeps, Straight from the Path, and Any Given Day, and now we've all been kind of just forced to take an unexpected step back. And does it make you have a growing appreciation of the touring life, Nicholas? Yeah, of course we are like missing it. You know, like when you are on tour, you're like tired uh, and sometimes you're like homesick. But um, like, as I said, it's been one year and a half that we didn't play at all. 
So we're like, oh man, can we just go back on tour and never go back home and let's just like, not homesick, but uh, tour sick. <laughs> yeah, and uh, a very, uh, you know, a, a common thing that's been happening for the last year is a lot of the bands have been, you know, doing the live streaming and I, I know you've seen it for the last year. Yeah. And we've had a lot of bands on here. They talked about their experiences on, you know, selling virtual tickets and and uh, uh, pre-recording a show for the fans. But, uh, you know, you talked about your experience, how you miss touring. But I want to get your take on this, Nicholas, because there's no wrong answer to what you're to what you may mm -hmm. be saying to this. But with the amount of touring you've done, with the amount of, uh, uh, you know, the, the touring you've done and then the the fans you've met, the musicians, the people you met throughout your career, the places you've been to, the venues you played in, do you think that the rise of the quarantine-induced live streaming that we're seeing right now from all these artists, is that going to affect the touring musician business going forward? Like, do you still see bands doing something like this, even after all this is over? That's a good question. I think when it's going to, everything is going to back at, at, at normal, like, to a normal life. Um, I'm thinking about the fans, and I'm really sure like the fans are missing the venues. Like we are talking about the musicians, but like fans need to interact uh, to meet people and share a beer with their friends. And so I think like maybe some bands are going to continue to do this kind of stuff. But uh, when it's going to to um, to be back to the normal, like everyone is going to be on on the road, like. Or all, all year long, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's complicated for bands. Like, if I'm talking uh, for landmarks, like we are five, uh, we are practicing in a small small room, and it's not that easy to record like live stream. Uh, if you want to do it well, you need to rent a place, and it's a lot of um, effort. And uh, I think like you can't you can do it like once one one time two times. But you can't do it like 10 times. It's impossible. I mean, I guess. I know yeah. like maybe people already did it, like 10 live streams. <laughs> but it's a lot, a, lot, a lot of work. So I think like when it's going back to the normal life, uh, we're going to have like so many tours, like so many tours. And maybe a lot of less, uh, less live streams. Yeah. And hopefully you guys do come to the States after all this is over. And uh, yeah. I, I, and, you know, like I said, there's no wrong answer to what you just said, because, um, you know, I have the freedom to mosh in my own room, right? To uh, as long as I want. But how much yeah. longer can I do it for? You do the live streaming, but there's also that level of creativity. You know, how much more creative can you get after you do the live streaming? You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know that, like, we, we did one, it's not released yet. Um, we are going to release like uh, I mean we, we we didn't do it like live. It's like we I mean we record like a live session. So we're going to do the post production after. Yeah. And um, we did it a month ago, and I think it's going to be released maybe in one month or one month and a half. I don't know. But like um, when we did it. So, so it was like the video maker and stuff, like the feeling of playing in front of nobody is like, I mean, it was great because it was like our songs and we were all together. It's great to do it, as I said, but it's, to me, it's weird. You know, like it's not the, the, place, the place we, uh, we belong to. 
Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I know we talked about everything from head to toe uh, so far. Uh, now, I want I do want to talk about Lost in the Waves. Uh, it's been out for already a month on R- a Rising Empire. It came out March 19th. And uh, now I have to talk about all this because if I don't talk about it, my head is going to explode. Uh, good God. So with Lost in the Waves, if I may, yeah, I was lost. And now it's it's been an entire month for me to digest this album from start to finish. This album came out of left field for me, and it was just a flawless mix of the progressive metalcore to deathcore genres. There, it had organic tempo changes, and it doesn't stop there. You even had elements of like rap and hip hop fused within the songs, and it never overstays its welcome. It's definitely one of the more creative and out of the box, in your face records I've experienced as of late. And soon as it ended, you know, I was surprised I still even had a head that's upright, you know, like because so much headbanging uh, throughout this entire album from the title track to silent to visage to say no word, uh, you know, all the way to paralyzed. This clocks in roughly around 30 minutes. And I love that, you know, it's to the point with that timestamp, you know, right, right to that point. And as far as contemporary metalcore, this is as good as it gets. This is how it's done, at least from my perspective considering how saturated this whole genre can be. My hope is that Lost in the Waves can serve as a template for other bands down the road. And you guys stand out, if anything, from, Thank from you, you, know, you know, from yeah. that crowd. And, uh, you know, and here's the thing. You guys do stand out, but it, I also know that it's landmarks when I hear it. You know what I'm saying? Um, anyway, I'm going to stop talking right now because I feel like I wouldn't be able to stop myself if I go any yeah. further. So, you know, walk me through this, Nicholas. How much did things change? from when you first started composing on this album to where you ended up finishing it? Was there already a specific sound you guys had in mind with Lost in the Waves? I mean, uh, first of all, we had like two new members on this album. We had a new drummer and we have a new guitarist. So Kevin and Paul. Um, So when we have started this uh, writing process, we, we had like two new members and it feels like, you know, like having like a fresh, hair in the uh, um usually on the first two albums it was Flo and I writing the songs yeah so uh, I don't know like as a young band you're trying some stuff and you're like maybe you 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 yeah trying to find like the spend uh, uh, everything so I think time and uh, even with the touring you know like you you tour and you play your songs and uh, you tour all the year long i know like i don't know like, it's like our experience and it's like the the good evolution of the of the band for lost in the waves and with new members and stuff so uh yeah and on this new album we decided to um, all write together like we've been uh, renting a, a big studio just near to our place and we were like all together and trying to write together and uh this was um it was never done before so I guess like um, the changes like you are uh, listening to maybe comes from that I guess yeah uh, when did the when did the writing specifically start for you was it before the pandemic started or did you guys do yeah, anything during it 2019 I guess two years ago okay yeah, almost three years ago yeah it was like before the pandemic so we have started like summer 2019. Uh, we wrote something around like three or four songs and then we have to go back on tour uh, we had this tour with the any given day in december 
So we were like trying to ride on the road and it was like really, really difficult trying to ride in a tiny van. Yeah. And then like we had the, the, the lockdown and um, I think it was great for us because we, we had to be on tour uh, with the novelist, I guess. So it was canceled. Okay. We didn't have time to write it. So we were like, how can we, how are we going to make it? Because we don't have time at all. And we're all planning to make uh, like our own studio in the tour bus with the speakers yeah. and stuff. We were like thinking about it, but everything was canceled. So we were like, okay, guys, we have time to finish the album. So let's do it. And I know like we wrote something like, I know we wrote during the, um, this lockdown, we wrote Visage, Paralyzed, Lost in a Wave. Um, can't remember. Maybe one more or two more. So we wrote like a lot of songs during the, uh, this time. Yeah. So, I mean, that was a benefit for us because we had time that uh, usually we, we, we should be on tour. And that, 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 was, that, that was finally a good thing because maybe we didn't, we, if we were touring, maybe we didn't, we are not going to release this kind of music. Yeah, it's it's always a I don't know. It's it, it's kind of crazy to look at it, look back at it like something like this, and it was a blessing in disguise to actually put everything together, and and yeah. finally everything everything did come together with the, with Lost in the Waves. Now, as far as the production, uh, I got to ask about this because it was such a polished record, and I'm kind of an audiophile these days. I get really yeah. picky on the music I listen to, but. Um, the older I get, but with Lost in the Waves, I, I mean, from start to finish, it was from like producing and mixing and mastering. Who did you go to for that? Because I know Flow Studio at Homeless Records was also involved. Is that true? Yeah. So um, since the beginning of the band, it's oh, it has been always the same thing. Uh, uh, we are Flow and I producing the the album. We recorded at his studio, Homeless Records, in Marseille. Okay. So we did it all together, and uh, Flo um, did also the mixing and the mastering, and uh, it has been this for the three album. Yeah, I'm sure there was like a sense of comfortability for you guys, knowing that, you know, you had your own power to make the record sound like the way you wanted to, right? Because a lot of a lot of bands they they do the record right and they pass it on to somebody else to do the production, and they don't really get to hear it. And, yeah. you know, I'm sure they sometimes they get to hear, it, but they don't have the full power, I guess. But I'm sure you had that sense. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, it's been almost 10 years that we are doing this with Flo. And um, and when it's your band, like, you know exactly how you want uh, you want your band to sound. Yeah. So we spend, like, hours and hours to track, to uh, redo the stuff. And, uh, I mean, it's a good thing to do it all alone, but it's also, like, a bad thing because we don't have, like, deadlines because we can go to the studio every day in our life so we can redo every time so it maybe it takes more time uh, than usual bands if you assist to a recording session with us you're gonna say like oh it takes ages because uh, we are spending so many times to maybe maybe something that maybe people would just say like okay next and uh, we are really, uh, I would say in English, uh, meticulous. 
Yeah, <laughs> I totally get that. <laughs> you know, yeah. between uh, writing and structuring the songs and the production process, like you just talked about, I began to think if there was a reason why you guys chose songs like, you know, Paralyzed and Tired of It All and Lost in a Wave as sort of like singles before the release. Mm -hmm. uh, if there was a theme to this album and if there is a theme, to what level do you like to have something like that for your music? And how important are themes to you, Nicholas? Is that more about helping you guys write? Or sound, or is that more for the audience? I think like Flo um, got his team like uh, when he's writing his lyrics and he's, he's always um, talking about the same thing, like feelings in general, like uh, this album and just like, like if I'm talking about Lost in a Wave, like the, the song, it's like being lost and um, lost in the waves. The name of the album mm -hmm. can be like the waves of the album. And you know, like you have like sub, soft parts brutal parts and it's like a wave coming coming back and going away yeah so uh, we, we, we didn't have like a, a, a main theme to respect i know like some bands are like before um making an album they are like okay we are going to make an album on the on the sky i mean i i don't know like uh, we didn't have this kind of stuff it's always like a general mood of the album it's like doing his home team without um, planning it. We didn't plan, plan, plan it. Yeah, so it's, so it's more like a, it's safe to say that it's more like a go with the flow attitude as you guys are making yeah. music, right? Yeah. Would it also be safe to say that you see Lost in the Waves as a snapshot of where you are in a certain time in your life looking back? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, like totally. Yeah, because it's easy to fall into the trap where you say, yeah, we made this album. Like, just an example, like any album you, you put out in the last yeah. year, you could you could easily say, this was the pandemic album, you know? And, and yeah, sure, it can be, but it also, the way no, that it wasn't. you can... <laughs> See, there you go. I like it. I like it how you said that, because a lot of, there are some artists that I know that they, that's what they were, they were reminded of, you know? They wrote that during the pandemic. That's when it was released, and there's no protocol for something like that when releasing an album. When, when releasing an album during a pandemic, you know, but I, I also think Lost in the Waves allowed you guys, the five of you guys, to actually grow uh, musically, you know, and personally. Yeah. Do you feel the same way? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, when, when when you write an album, it's been like a part of what you're living in the present, you know. And the funny thing is, um, as I said, like we didn't write the album. Like we're not going to 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 call it like the uh, pandemic album. And the funny thing is, like because um, I guess you have seen like the music video from Paralyzed. Yeah, yeah, it was in that empty venue. I remember. Yeah, and uh, the music video it talks about this, but when it was written, it didn't talk about it. Like when Flo wrote the lyrics okay, I'm going to write the lyrics about the pandemic. It's more about like the circumstance who has made the song feeling like about the this whole situation, you know? Yeah. You know, I also want to talk about this because, you, you know, with, with the music that you guys have put out, you know, your, the music metal scene in France, uh, and we briefly talked about it. Uh, yeah. We, you know, of course, we know all about Gojira, Alcest, Year of No Light, uh, Granville, Phoenix. I'll even throw those bands on there. How has that scene, you know, changed through your experience, Nicholas? Uh, 
I mean, we 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 have so so many great bands, and um, but uh, in my opinion, but it's maybe more about the medias. You know, like in France, we don't have uh, so many medias who's uh, I don't know, like who's making like this kind of music. So we don't have a lot of people uh, listening to this kind of music. So we don't have a lot of people coming to the shows. So I guess it's um, this country uh, uh, can can do better if we compare to the UK, who's just uh, near us, you know. Yeah. But yeah, this is great. Like we have so many great bands, like uh, Rise of the North Star, Novelist, Betraying the Martyrs. Uh, we are having like new bands, um, the new bands of. Um, Aaron Matz, uh, 1055, Resolve. Like, yep. we, we have a lot of bands, so that, that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. You know, remember <laughs> when I said, I hope that Lost in the Waves kind of can, it can serve as a template for, you know, future metalcore bands to come into the scene because you guys have really, you know, this was, an like I said, it's an outside the box type of record. It's not, it's not the usual metalcore we're here. Like I, every time, every track was stood out individually. I'm like, what is this? This is, like, how is this not exposed any further, you know, than what it already is? So I hope, now, like I said, I, I sound like a broken record, but everything that you just said, I hope it actually pertains to a lot of the upcoming artists. Hopefully metalcore can, you know, at least, yeah, yeah, sure. you know, progressive metalcore for at the least can actually come to the surface even more in France. And obviously you guys are well known here in the U.S. So we're waiting for that day. Um, you know, deep. yeah. And from the something i want to say here as well you know from the different experiences and perspectives in your timeline that you have taken in which we have discussed about so far nicholas and playing for as long as you have and the people you have met and work with during these three records including the multiple touring cycles you know and it sounds like you still have much to put out there with landmarks as you know our artistic vision and yours this is definitely something that you have a passion for and the truth is from what i'm seeing you've experienced plenty already in your career nicholas so have your aspirations as a person or a band, have they changed or evolved since when you first started playing music in the industry? Like, do you see things differently today? I mean, of course, because I'm, I'm getting old. So uh, <laughs> yeah, we all are. <laughs> you, you have the experience, but uh, in my mind, like um, I was the same when I was, 17 like i'm 31 and i don't think it changed like maybe i know like more than when i was younger but it didn't change like i still want to do the same thing and i want this to continue like for 20 30 years so that i mean that that's ma magic magical you know like when yeah. when when you can do this and um and it's getting better and you're getting bigger and you're getting like recognition. That's crazy. Like I didn't expect that when I was 17 back then, but um, I mean, when you keep, keep trying and keep, uh, keep working hard and uh, with a passion and yeah, that's crazy. I want to do this like, for a long time. You ever Still. think about, you ever think about if you weren't a musician, what would you be doing instead? I would be teaching, I guess. I don't, okay. I don't know what, but uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe a French teacher. Like I don't know. <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, I actually, uh, both of my brothers are actually teachers, and we are, we also come from a music family. So I think it's it's pretty interesting how that kind of lines up together. Sometimes. My mom is a teacher. She's a Spanish teacher, but I can't speak Spanish. <laughs> 
So yeah, maybe teacher. I would say I would go for teacher. <laughs> yeah, and uh, man, uh, Nicholas, this has been uh, such an honor. I can't wait to have you guys here in the states. Obviously, we'll stay in touch after after this interview. But man, do you have any you know last words? Just any shout outs? Anything you like to plug in as far as landmarks or lost in the waves before we finish things off here? It may be a future live stream coming up. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, what is the we have, yeah. Or- uh we have like a future live stream i think it's going to be released uh next month uh okay may maybe may or maybe june but yeah i mean we can't play shows so we're going to promote this album with uh, this live stream in the wait of going back on stage and uh, hopefully we're going to have something soon in the us the us <laughs> would awesome. love to and yeah. uh uh, yeah, I mean, if there is like a lot of um, people from the US listening to the, this podcast, this video, like we can't wait to 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 play there, like for real. Yeah, and uh, I, and I'm sure that day is gonna come soon. And uh, uh, I mean, you guys are gonna be turning heads already if you haven't done that already. And uh, <laughs> this has been such an honor. I can't wait till we do this again. Everyone who's listening, this is Nicholas Exposito from Landmarks. Lost in the Waves is out now on a Rising Empire. And if you could do me a huge favor, and Nick was a huge favor, buy the album because the uh, bands can't do it without your help. And I still buy records yeah. these days. It's still sitting and in the corner of my room. I promise we will do the chicken wing stuff. <laughs> See, now you know. Yeah. So spread the word. And uh, as, soon as, as soon as you yeah. tell the boys, they're like, wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. How are we not? Done? Now you guys have to come to the U.S. Um, anyway, yeah. uh, and don't, everyone is listening. You can listen to this podcast on every major podcast stream out there. Check us on our interview on fire.com. Again, I'll say this again. Lost in the Waves is out now. Please pick it up. Nicholas, thank you. You be safe out there in France, man. And uh, I'll see you next time, buddy. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. If you'd like to check out more, visit www.interviewunderfire.com or our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And finally, we want to thank you all for the support you've been giving us. Keep it burning.